I recently met someone who told me they are considering pursuing the independent student route into ACA and asked for advice. This took me somewhat by surprise as I previously thought independent ACA is only something that happens to you, like when you lose your training contract, not something you choose. As I researched this, I realized that in fact a lot of students are considering this option and are thinking about joining the ACA no strings attached, so to speak. An independent ACA student is someone who doesn't have an ACA training agreement but signs up for student membership nonetheless and can start taking exams pretty much straight away. This is of course not free, you would need to pay for your membership, exam fees and any exemptions you want to claim which begs the question, why would anyone possibly want to do this? Well, my acquaintance told me they tried applying to Big Four and then Top 10 with no luck and smaller companies are not always willing to sponsor their visa so they think that by making a head start on their exams they can differentiate themselves from competition. If you are in a similar situation and are considering pursuing the independent route I have put together a quick list of pros and cons and other things to be aware of. Pros. If you are truly stuck in your job search doing something may be better than doing nothing. I don't think the independent ACA is ideal but if you have graduated, applied everywhere, received a lot of rejections, and are now worried about a gap in your CV this may be decent a solution for you. Also, companies tend to hire in waves, usually September and January, so if you want to sit some certificate-level exams between the two intakes this is potentially a good use of your time. If you qualify for multiple exemptions, CPL, this is a good way to quickly turn them into ACA exam progress. If you studied an accounting-related degree at university chances are you may never have to sit some of the ACA exams at all. So, by registering as an independent student you will be able to claim exemptions and state on your CV or job application that you have completed X-15 exams. It's worth keeping in mind that exemptions are not free. More on this later. If you need a visa this might place you ahead of competition. I say might because I'm really no expert on visas, or anything really, except Excel spreadsheets but I do know that some companies may need to justify why they are hiring a foreign employee versus a homegrown one. Maybe passing a few exams early can be your differentiating factor, but I don't really know how much value each exam holds in this way, sorry. This will likely not influence any big four company, because they are not usually as stingy with their visas. For a smaller company this can be significant. For a big four firm starting your ACA early and passing several exams will almost definitely actually create more hassle than benefit, see below, but for a smaller firm this may well be a winning lottery ticket. After all, they will know you've at least passed ACA minimum requirements to become a student, are able to handle the exams, already know a little bit about accounting, and have more time to spend on work. So, assuming everything goes according to plan, this might boost your chances of securing a job. Tip, if you qualify for a lot of exemptions, you don't need to become an independent student to benefit from the above advantage. IKU website lets you see exemptions available to you for by selecting your degree from their list, you can note them down and present to a potential employer at the interview saying if you offer me a training contract I will qualify for these exemptions. It's a win-win because they don't have to provide you tutoring for these and exemptions are cheaper than exams themselves and you won't incur out-of-pocket expenses. Disclaimer, I've heard of a few companies that prefer students not to claim exemptions as they want them to refresh their knowledge before taking tougher exams. I think this is relatively rare, but keep in mind that it might happen. Cons. This will actually damage your chances of getting into a Big Four graduate program. So you get rejected from the Big Four so you think if you make a start on your ACA and proudly wave your transcript in front of their faces they will welcome you with open arms, right? Wrong. This is a terrible strategy for getting into a Big Four firm, because their recruitment process for audit graduate programs is highly standardized. 
The cost saving they would generate from hiring someone who needs to sit a couple exams fewer than everyone else is extremely small, but the hassle that comes with it is very much tangible, as you would be a special case, someone will need to re-register your contract, communicate with IKU if need be and check your transcript. This is a logistical nightmare, especially if that someone needs additional training in how to do this. So, they will most likely turn you away at an early stage of the recruitment process so they don't have to deal with the admin. Moreover, knowing how the modern recruitment process works for these programs you may actually have a better chance of securing the spot on your second go if you do something completely different in the meantime, like volunteer abroad. They're all about diversity in that way, apparently. Note, this may be less relevant for non-graduate scheme positions within the big four, such as within niche-specialized teams whose recruitment process is less rigid. You may never actually find a training agreement and all your effort and money will be wasted. Okay, this one is a tad pessimistic. Of course, if you keep trying I am sure you can find a training agreement at some point later but it might not be one you're excited about, presuming one can be excited about an accounting job, or it may not pay very well. ACA training agreement is a very specific thing, not as flexible as ACA, more on that later, and you don't want to end up in a position where you pass several exams only to then find a job that does not support your ACA. You may not pass the exams you sit on your own. When you're actually in a training agreement failing one exam is usually not a fireable offense but a company might think twice about hiring someone with no experience and an exam fail in their transcript. And if you think you could hide your misfortune, think again. They will ask for your transcript as soon as you tell them you're already doing the ACA. And if you choose not to disclose this and pretend you are a new student this can lead to being double registered with IKU which is a big no-no. If you don't believe me and think they will never find out I suggest IKU's recent disciplinary hearing summaries as light reading material here which from time to time include horror stories of students who tried to cheat the system in this way. The verdict? A large fine of pound 5k plus and exclusion from membership. Yikes you will not be able to pass all exams without a training agreement. You not be able to sit the case study exam until the final year of your training agreement, which by the way has to be at least three years in most circumstances. So the independent approach means you will still have at least one exam to finish no matter what and will probably delay your qualification. So keep this in mind. The hidden and not so hidden costs of the independent route. And finally, this strategy will be expensive. Like really expensive. Even if you qualify for all possible exemptions, don't get a tutor for all exams and pass first time. To show you how expensive it really is I have created a hypothetical for Ginny below. The cost overview. Ginny is my hypothetical ACA to be and she has a favorable degree in accounting, but not from LSE or Oxford or anything, because then she should have really gotten the job at the big four to begin with. So let's say a Bayes say accounting from Bristol University, graduated in 2020. According to ACA she can qualify for the following exemptions. Accounting. Assurance. Business, technology, and finance. Financial management. Law. Management information. Principles of taxation. All of the above have specific module requirements so you may not be eligible for every single one, so let's assume that Ginny qualifies for all of them except law because she didn't take any law modules at university. This is really a best case scenario. Okay, so far so good. At £72 per exemption this is £432. Keep in mind that when you are paying out of pocket you may be less inclined to apply for a judgmental exemption like BTF worried that IKU won't accept it as opposed to when you apply on your company's dime. Then Ginny would sit her certificate level law exam for £72 plus £33 for study materials, this varies slightly year on year, 
so 105 pounds. Let's assume Ginny will self-study for law and does not need a tutor. Now Ginny is ready to tackle her professional level exams, at 103 pounds by 5 exams equals 515 pounds. And because Ginny is such a smart cookie she decides she doesn't need a tutor for BST and audit and assurance so she will study for this herself using her materials and free YouTube videos. She will buy learning materials at £60 each so £120, an estimation, real fees vary, see here. For her remaining professional levels, FAR, BPT and TC, she will use Kaplan's Live Online course, as she well should as these are difficult exams, at a whopping £1,514.20 plus £1,445.20 plus £1,228 equals £4,187.40. I've assumed Ginny will take business planning, taxation instead of the other two options, which is actually the cheapest of the three. These fees include all the materials. Finally, Ginny will sit her advanced level CR and SBM at £175 each so £350. She will keep Kaplan as her tutor for £2,197.80 plus £1,403.60 equals £3,601.40. Ginny could have decided to not hire Kaplan for her SBM exam in all honesty, but let's assume she really doesn't want to resit it. So, let's assess the final damage. IKU annual fee dash 180 pounds, Ginny will have to pay this on becoming a provisional member in every year since. Exemptions dash 432 pounds. Certificate level exam dash 105 pounds. Professional level exams, exam fee, dash 515 pounds. Professional level exams, materials, no tutor, dash 120 pounds. Professional level exams, with Kaplan, dash 4187 pounds and 40 pence. Advanced level exams, CR slash SBM, dash 3951 pounds and 40 pence. Total cost dash 9490 pounds and 80 pence. This is equivalent to about one year of a bachelor's degree and is a lot of money. Yes, Kaplan is expensive and there are some cheaper providers out there, so you may be able to bring down the total by up to pound 1-2k but probably no less so be prepared for the independent route to eat into your savings big time. However, it must be said that the plan is to not make it this far of course and secure a training agreement somewhere along the way before you get to the more expensive exams. So what's the conclusion? I would really only recommend this route as a last resort and a short-term solution to a sluggish job hunt. You would need to have accumulated a good amount of savings, unless of course, the bank of mum and dad is available to you, and have decided not to pursue a graduate role in the big four. What about the ACA? How does the cost compare? I'm planning to create a cost comparison post separately using Ginny as an example. I will then link it here. However, I wouldn't be too hopeful, as ACA costs roughly the same but they do tend to provide more exemptions and their exam fees vary depending on whether you apply early. Check back in to see what I find out. Non-cost advantages of the ACA. If you do decide to pursue the independent route it is worth considering ACA instead. It is more flexible because you don't need a training agreement as a must and more employers are able to give you relevant work experience. You can also switch jobs easier with an ACA so if you wanted to take a shorter term fixed contract you could do this without the admin hassles of ACA. Useful links. ACA CPL, Exemptions, Uni Calculator. ACA fees. Study materials costs, 2021.